0: back to the MediCorum podcast. As a part of our brand is exploring medical conundrums in niche areas of healthcare, we will be trying our best to understand the life of different healthcare professionals in this podcast series. I'm Sakshi, the founder of MediCorum, and in this episode, Swasti Devari, the co-founder of MediCorum, will be interviewing Dr. Satish, who is an emergency specialist. Firstly, thank you, Dr. Satish, for joining us and taking time out of your day to educate us. And to our listeners, I hope you enjoy this episode and learn about what it's like to be an emergency specialist. So with that being said, let's get started with the interview.
1: You have worked as an emergency specialist for five years now. Could you walk us through your career so far? What made you take up such a difficult calling? Please give a brief overview of your job and what working in this field entails.
2: First of all, thank you. Thank you for inviting me for this podcast. I'll introduce uh, myself. I'm Dr. Satish Patil. I'm currently working in Singapore in a Senkang General Hospital uh, as an emergency physician. So, uh, my job is to uh, work in the emergency department and uh, sort the patient uh, from emergency department to the specific admissions or discharge uh, uh, solutions. I. Uh, graduated from from my uh, medical college in india uh, roughly 10 years back and then i did my post graduation in emergency medicine department the reason i chose for emergency medicine department is because i usually like to face challenges in my life every patient walking uh, or stepping into the emergency department is a challenge for a doctor we have to see the patient from zero and we have to diagnose the patient within a span of few hours and we have to treat him uh, so that his symptoms are uh, significantly resolved. And this is a challenging task. It takes uh, your uh, every effort to uh, solve the patient's symptoms and then uh, diagnose the patient uh, so uh, fast and accurately. So it, it was a good branch for me to work in. Uh, regarding my daily routine, as currently I am working in a Singapore general, uh, Singapore in a Sengkang General Hospital as an emergency physician. I usually work in shifts. Some of my shifts are morning shift. Sometimes I work in evening, and around four to five times in a month, I have to work in a night shift as well. So my routine is uh, quite half but I have to habitualize myself uh, for the. Uh, same thing because it's part and parcel of my life as an emergency physician. So at work, I have uh, three priority uh, zones uh, in the department, priority one, priority two and priority three. Patients coming to priority one are the patients who are at immediate risk to their life and we have to uh, resolve their issues immediately, and we have to save them from life-threatening issues. Priority two is mostly intermediate patients who have some significant diagnosis for their condition, but they need to be investigated with the blood test or some radiological investigations like X-rays, CT scans, or ultrasounds. And priority three are the most of the stable patients who mostly will need only diagnosis of their condition and discharge from the uh, emergency department. So I am uh, uh, usually uh, rotated through all these departments so that I have to see the patients of every zone uh, within, uh, I mean, during the uh, ship time. Then uh, usually ships are eight hour ships and there are uh, some breaks uh, during your ship, like 30 minutes you get for your lunch and uh, your, some drink or coffee. At work it's usually stressful. It's, it's a, a, a task which you have to complete within some pic, fixed uh, time duration. So sometimes it takes a toll on your life. This is how usually our life as emergency physician works and this is how my routine is.
1: Okay, um, so please describe a case where you thought that it was a serious situation with an iffy prognosis, but it later resulted in a happy outcome, or vice versa. A case where which looked simple, but it turned out to be very serious. So how do you deal with these kind of situations?
2: This is a, quite an interesting question i remember a case which i have seen in an emergency department there was a gentleman uh, around 30 years old man he was a smoker he had uh, some risk factor for cardiac diseases who came in into our department with the uh, some uh, symptoms like epigastric pain which is the upper part of your tummy and uh, he he was describing as a uh, gastric symptoms. He was saying it is something related to gastric. So as I was uh, in charge of the department that time, uh, uh, on my shift, uh, my resident doctor was uh, seeing the patient and he initially thought in such a young patient, it could might be uh, gastritis or some uh, diagnosis, which is not very significant or not very uh, life threatening. So he treated the patient with symptoms, and uh, he treated the patient symptomatically and gave him some uh, gastritis medicines. But patient was not feeling significantly better. He was still having the same discomfort. Rather, his symptoms were worsening. So I was informed by my resident that this patient uh, has come to the department, and there's something uh, odd about this case. So when I was uh, about to see the patient, the patient immediately collapsed, and he uh, had a a cardiac arrest. And then uh, the resident doctor and nurses had uh, already started the cardiac uh, uh, resuscitation procedure for the patient, which is CPR. So that time, uh, we did ECG for that patient, and it was suggestive of acute heart attack. uh, pushed that patient to the cath lab. Cath lab is an area where we uh, do angiography and angioplasty for the patient and uh, the patient was saved uh, from the severe medical condition of heart attack because we uh, acted uh, immediately on the patient's condition and after 2-3 days that patient walked out of the uh, hospital uh, safely. I remember this case as a patient where we immediately thought uh, we initially thought the symptoms are minor or not so severe but it turned out to be very serious condition which would have cost the patient his life
1: so in your memory has there been any situation where your thinking and innovation led to a good opt- a good outcome and there was a sense of professional pride
2: Yeah, they have a uh, few occasions where a decisiveness or fast decision from my side has led to the good outcome and to the benefit of the patient. I remember one case when I was working in the uh, western part of India where I saw one patient, one around 50 year old gentleman, coming with the very odd symptoms. He was complaining of muscle weakness, loss of power in all four limbs, and uh, unable to open his eyes properly uh, since that day morning. But he otherwise was well. His blood pressure, heart rate, oxygen saturation, and other parameters were quite stable, which was not very conclusive on our uh, day-to-day uh, cases in emergency department. So we started to think about the differential diagnosis for this patient. And we, we, then I had to uh, dis- means, uh, sh- uh, come to the conclusion that uh, this patient doesn't fit in any specific neurological condition. And when I asked the uh, past history or the history about the patient, I got to know that he was uh, sleeping on the floor in the rural part where there is a snake called crate is very common. In snake, there is a term called as occult snake bite. This crate is a neurotoxic snake where you sometimes cannot find the bite mark, but the patient will present to you with specific uh, neurological weakness like muscle weakness and inability to open his eyes. So we, after uh, deciding uh, that this might be a case of snake bite, we thought that anti-snake venom will uh, help this patient. So we started him on anti-snake venom, and there was a dramatic improvement in his skin con- condition. And after three or four hours, the patient's symptoms almost resolved, and we admitted the patient to the ward for the further management. That was a powerful moment for me and for my department that we were able to diagnose and treat the patient uh, so that uh, he got the correct treatment.
1: So, as we know, you deal with many serious cases every day. How do you deal with negative outcomes?
2: Working in emergency medicine department or emergency department, frequently there are negative outcomes. Sometimes you try everything and you try most for the patient to save his life or to give him a better outcome. But there are some instances when you will not be able to do so. There are different reasons for that. Sometimes patients present to you in very late condition where the treatment is not so helpful and they have uh, led to the critical condition already. So, yeah, there are uh, fatalities and casualties in the emergency department. And you have to face them strongly deal with them, you have to keep your calm at work. You, you have to make sure that even if you are not able to save the patient or you are not able to give him the best outcome, you have to make sure that you are trying the best from your side. You are using all the resources available to do the best for the patient. And also, even despite there is a, a bad outcome, you have to make sure you convince the families properly you convey your condolences to them and uh, you you uh, have to be uh, satisfied from your efforts also then uh, for the forced event effects of the bad outcomes there are few strategy strategies you have to do to be calm or to be satisfied your work Sometimes the meditation helps also engaging your mind in the things you enjoy like music, paintings or anything you enjoy uh, doing like sports is a good thing to continue doing despite your day-to-day work. There are few other strategies which are uh, given by the medical sciences. To, uh, to tackle these uh, negative effects on your mind for, from the bad outcomes. Those also help uh, to face the situations.
1: So you've mentioned before that you face challenging situations every day and you have to make a decision in very less time. So how do you cope with such high pressure situations?
2: Working in an emergency department is mostly stressful, strenuous. It eventually takes the toll on your body. But to face this uh, pressure situations while at work, you have to make sure you keep your calm. You judge the patient condition correctly. Also, do not get distracted with the things which usually uh, distract you from the accurate decision making. See every patient as a new challenge. Also, experience in your work always gives you extra confidence to sort such uh, strenuous or stressful conditions at work. Other things you can do is make sure you take uh, breaks during your work so that it's not very hectic for you. You take a a drink for coffee, drink for your meals or drink for uh, washrooms and make sure you're not getting overwhelmed by your work. I think uh, those are the Points you have to make sure to stay uh, to uh, face these stressful conditions.
1: And lastly, what academic advice would you like to give to students who wish to pursue any field in medicine and healthcare?
2: I think uh, not just for medicine, but for every career, uh, you have to have passion about the field, you have to have some form for the respective career or uh, line of work. And you have to pursue all, uh, pursue it with all your hard work. You have to keep in your mind that you have to achieve some goal. And uh, for that purpose, you have to work very hard. Then other thing, uh, you have to choose the career that you are really happy with, and because it will not give you extra stress or extra uh, pressure to get a or achieve a career in that field. So I would suggest to all the students or uh, people who are aspiring in a in some goal in their life that you have to. Keep working hard to get your goals. Yeah.
1: Okay. Thank you so much.
0: Yes. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Patil. I found the insights quite valuable. We wish you all the luck and success in your future endeavors. And it was an honor having you on our podcast. And that concludes today's fascinating episode. To our listeners, thank you for tuning in. I hope you took something from this interview, and I hope you have a good day ahead. See you next episode. Bye.